listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, my Hello and welcome everybody to Footy Talk. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Angus Crichton's return to New South Wales Cup. And we'll be talking about the Bunnies' big win. And we'll be touching on the Dragons and the Queensland fullback race. Hello and welcome everybody to Footy Talk, brought to you by the Listener App. I'm here with none other than Greg Inglis. He's back. Had a week off, Greg. Back. Back now, a week off. Baby was due, so Saturday, Saturday morning she was born. Nice, early hours. Yeah, congrats. Up at the uh, hospital from about eight thirty. Baby was born at four. Left there about nine o'clock. That's what you do. So you uh, prioritize that over forty talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Oh, you okay. know, it happens. All right, it well, happens. Well, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and had, uh, <laughs> had my other two down um, from Brizzy too. So that was um, it was just a great, great environment. You know, a great weekend. So Easter weekend and. Baby was born. Yeah, yeah. nice. How's the uh, the Mom sleep and bub's been? doing yeah. good. That's yeah, great. it's been been up and down, doing it all again. Mm. Um, but look, it's it's a it's a joy. It's, it's wonderful. Mm. It's a, it is. It, I was just gonna say it's like comparing it to a, like a big six, a late six again call. Like <laughs> yeah. Can't you like? Whoa, what's going on here? with the defender line again. <laughs> oh, look, no, this is a big yeah. bundle of joy. It's nothing like a big six again call. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it, it's almost like going back to the start of your career again. Like all that excitement. Well, that's how I feel. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Like it's coming back again. It's like you know when you get out retirement, like after you have your kids, and then you just go through it. No and idea. <laughs> you, you want to? You I know. I'm looking at you, but you know. But then you come in, you come again, and then the baby, you know, newborns coming. Then you just, it's like you revived again. Mm. And yeah, so coming in late afternoons, I'm starting to get drowsy again, starting to fall asleep on the couch <laughs> random times. So, how well, good? I'm loving it. And Connor Watson, you're back again. Yes, I'm back again. No kids still, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Nah, hopefully a while for that. We'll see how we go though, Jimmy. But uh, How's the injury tracking along? You're, you're mm. looking a lot more, um, you're, you're moving, it looks like you're moving a lot better. You're, you're getting around. Is um, is the light at the end of the tunnel? Is the, the return on the horizon? Yeah, definitely. I think I've only got 11 weeks till I'm sort of back playing, which is pretty crazy. You know, like it doesn't seem like it's that far away at all, especially since I've I've been through 13 weeks of sort of not really doing anything and the last couple of weeks has been I'm like getting really excited over the little things. I know we spoke about it ages ago when we talked about like how good it was when I was walking the pool again oh, and yeah. just how, how <laughs> but like this week I started doing some leg weights. I did some single leg squats yesterday and I was like, yeah, I can't believe I can do this again. <laughs> Enjoy those little things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time so. But it's um no, nah, it's been good. I'm really enjoying it. So I, I can't wait to get back out there. I really like where the game is at at the moment. I think, you know, it's probably the best football I've ever watched that I can really remember, like, focusing in, especially for the last couple of years. And I feel like the speed of the game sort of suits my style of play. So I can't wait to get back. Yeah, definitely. Well, another guy that is um, a return is on the horizon who's who will no doubt be looking forward to to getting back, who will return to, to New South Wales Cup, I believe, this weekend, is uh, your teammate, um, Angus Crichton. Yes. How has he been? I know I know. we spoke um, when we saw we saw him at the, the Roosters game the other week, and that was his first sort of public outing, and just having to go through that same conversation a, a thousand times with everybody that you meet must have been 
frustrating and a bit mundane, but now he's got that out the way, he'll be really looking forward to doing what he does best. Yeah, we were talking about it. Charlie, he should have just wore a shirt that said, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking that. Yeah, because he, he had the same conversation about 50 times, but at least it's done now. And he's been back at training for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, he's looking good. Like, he's looking massive. He looks Ma fit. Yeah, he does. But I know... You know, in it, probably himself, he's probably not feeling like he's mm. fully ready to go yet. But, you know, there's only – you can do so much running, but not until you start playing games do you truly develop the match fitness. So, yeah, I think he, he's looking to play 60 to 80 minutes, I think Robbo said the other yeah. day. So I'm going to go out to Henson Park tomorrow, and I'm I'm excited to watch. He's playing Dylan Napper's back in a Roosters yeah, jersey wow. yeah. this weekend too, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And then, yeah, it's Nathan Brown's first hit out. But, yeah, I'm just stoked to see Gus back. He's – yeah, he's feeling like himself again. So he's, um, you know, obviously it's been tough what he's had to go through, but he's out the other side now and I'm really excited to see him back playing and just, you know, like just being happy and all of that stuff again. Well, so. Yeah, look, what, what I'm happy and glad about that he's put his hand up. Um, obviously had that conversation behind closed doors with, with Robbo, gone to him and said, mate, I'm not feeling right. And then we actually got the proper diagnosis that, you know, that hardly ever happens and, you know, he's probably been with it and, seeing different people to get it. But now that it's open and he's out there, I'm, that's what I'm really happy about. It's it's not like he's hiding anything anymore. Yeah. You know, he's out there, he's done it, and now he can move on with it, understanding what he's, why he's going through those mood swings and being diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder. So no one's perfect, and it just goes to show, you know, you're not made of steel. Mm. And, and mental illness, it doesn't mm. discriminate. It doesn't no. treat you any different because you're an athlete. I reckon it doesn't doesn't show yeah. up. Give, and tomorrow he's going to have that much support out there um, when he runs out in the field. Mm. You know he's not going to be criticised about it. If anything, he he should be applauded. Yeah. And I reckon there'll be a big crowd, not only for him but those players you just said. It's a huge issue in today's society, mental illness. And I, I can only speak for myself, mm. but probably was in denial a little bit and wanted to hide. Was in denial about the the issues I was having and thought I, I've got this. I've got this. I, I've been through enough adversity before. I, I can come out of this. You know, in reflection, obviously Angus is a current player, but for me, I think uh, football was my medication and it was my group therapy. And th that almost masked it or almost justified me feeling how I was feel. I was like, it was an attachment to football. It's like, well, of course I feel down or of course I feel like a scatterbrain or of course I can't process these thoughts or I'm up and I'm down and, people around me are walking on eggshells because I've got football. But then when that left, it was like this realization of like, uh, I've got a problem. People, were, got? people were telling me around me, I've mm. got, I, I need to get this fixed. Thankfully I had the support systems in place, but it's, it's incredible that Angus has, has gone through this as a current player. And I think that this will really help as part of his recovery process, being back to doing what he loves. And I'm sure you boys at races would have just said, yep, he's back and just, Going on with your job, right? Yeah, yeah, Get exactly. Around. No, it's and he's one of my real close mm. mates there. So, yeah, it's been awesome to have him back around. But I just like for you two to both speak up about what you've been through. It's massive, and you know, for a, like a younger guy who's in the same industry, like you're two great people to really look up to. And you know, if I'm ever going through it, like don't be afraid to mm. speak out. And because we're raising a society and you know the old cliche of we're men we don't speak yeah. about our feelings but we have to like it's the only way forward and we were living in a 
like an age where there's just more reasons to have mental health issues and yeah, the fact that you two played the hardest game and played it the way you did were able to speak out about it. It's awesome. So for a younger guy, like I really look up to what you two have done and having the conversations about it. Yeah, I think that for, for me, that there's two points. So yeah. if you are suffering from some mental health issues, just because you're suffering now, there is a pathway to get better. And it can be quite difficult. It involves a lot of self-reflection. It involves coming out of your comfort zone to some extent and going to get that help and going almost, well, for me, it was going against who I thought I was or who I thought I needed to be. The important message is you can get better. There are treatments available out there and you can get better. It's just going to require a little bit of work, but you're capable of doing it. And then also if you're uh, you know, around somebody that is clearly presenting signs of men- mental illness, it's important. not that, that conversation with people that you know and love you can neither just go along to get along or you can actually have that tough love conversation of like, we need to get you fixed here and I'm going to be there for you. I, I recognize something's wrong and it's so difficult to do, but it's worth doing rather than thinking what you're doing is right and love and support, but actually saying, look, come on, we're, we're going to get you fixed. It, it's so important. There's, there's two approaches there. There's two messages that I know have worked for me and can help other people as well. Look, I couldn't agree more. It is it is a tough conversation. You can't, you know, be up here in the clouds and make it all bubbly and that. But look, the support that he's had, I'm just happy to see that. I'm happy to see him back around training, back with you boys. And, you know, he gets to be back doing what he loves doing is playing footy. And I can't wait to see the reaction that he gets tomorrow with this support um, from the crowd itself. So, look, good, good on you, Angus. Good to see you back, buddy. And, you know, all the best to you. And, yeah. Is your other listeners, if you ever feel the same, please do reach out to somebody because there's more support than there than what you realise. And it doesn't need to stay like this forever. And nope. it does get better. Like the weight that comes off your shoulders is insane. The big thing now is him to be on top of it and keep yeah. continuing it because mm-hmm. you'll never go away. Exactly. But, and it, and the, the change is like night and day. When mm-hmm. you start on that road to recovery, it's like night and day. And the relationships you have with your loved ones and the people around you change so much for the better. It's incredible what it can do. But yeah, good luck to, to Angus in his return. And I think New South Wales back row will be, Freddie Fittler will be keeping a, a close eye on him as well with Origin, not too far away. Uh, the Bunnies last night, big winners over the Dolphins. Um, seven rounds in, GI, a hero at South Sydney. Where are you assessing them at the moment? Are they... Are they genuine title contenders? Look, if they if they start the second half the first the way they should have in the first half, well then yes, they will be. Because if they come against up against really tougher like that's no disrespect to the Dolphins, but if they come up to the top top teams playing and start like that there, well then they'll just get run down. There will be no no second chances like that there, like they did in the second half. But you know, to to their credit, they did. Sh- turn it around and that's just sort of the back of going back to basics hard running footy up the middle and then just playing footy you, you know but <clears throat> comes on the back of the, the defence as well and one that's really impressed me is Campbell Graham out there on that edge like the He's awesome. he, the way he shut down shifts and the way he defends is, you know that's a he just obviously worked on his game and it's really you know, enjoyable to watch him play. Then on the back of that, you got Cam Murray who can either ball play or just run straight at the guts with his leg speed and gives cookie out. Tom Burgess, I, I think, had his 
one of his best games um, of the season. But where Bunnies are sitting, I don't think they're pressing the panic button at all. They just find the they're way back in the games. They're fighting back into it. And but like I said, they can't have a slow start like they did last night. Cody, Latrell, Cam, Campbell Graham, you know, it comes off them for. I don't think it really relies on Latrell's um, well, well, shoulders. Well, I, I disagree with you, mate. So I, I was watching that game last mm. night and I thought I thought Souths were, were on the ropes. And if mm. it was, and the Dolphins played a really smart game plan. They kicked to Tony Mill. They had great, they really emphasized they, they kicked Chase and they pinned Souths in the corner. Yeah. And they were going set for set for set for set. Souths were on the ropes. And then Latrell, what he did, he didn't beat anybody with his running game. He put on two like beautiful long balls, which no, I don't know if anybody else in the competition has we'll the balls them. to throw. Yeah. Like, it's a ballsy throw, and it, it's like threading threaded the needle on two occasions, and that inadvertently got South back into the game. So I think the trail. We look at the barnstorm and tries that he scores, but it's the little touches that he has. He also he was. Uh, in and around the rookie came on the inside shoulder of Cameron Murray, makes a half break bank, Souths are going again. So I think the hopes of Souths, he's the most influential player in that team. Yeah, he's got some good players around him, like Murray, like Walker, like Tass. Now Johnson can finish a try, Burgess. Cook, but it starts with Latrell, right? But it starts with yeah. him. I, I think, to your point there, GI, I think if Latrell's not there playing fullback yesterday, yeah. I think the Dolphins gained the ascent. They were gaining the ascendancy, and Souths are so far on the ropes that they don't come back. But Latrell managed to throw in boxing terms, throw a nice jab. That's the pass. Yeah. Another little jab, and then oh, bang! We're in a game here. So I think with without him, obviously a couple of seasons ago they went to a grand final without him. Mm-hmm. If he's there, that's a different game. I think. Self's championships hopes do rest on his shoulders, and he probably doesn't like to hear that. But for me, that that's what I—that's my opinion. That's my—that's yeah. what I'm witnessing. I, I agree with you there. With it being on the trolley, like if he—I remember last week, J, JD, the coach, come out and said, "I want you to be—I want you to be more involved." You know, unfortunately for the dogs, he—he he was. He was yeah. on his game last <laughs> week. Three and, tries. Yeah, three tries, couple of tries here. But his involvement, and like you said, Jimmy, the way he passes and. Nobody really would throw those balls. Being stuck in the corner, throwing it, what, 25, 30 metres into the There's middle two of the field? In, two in one set. Yeah. It was like unreal. Like <laughs> unreal. The, the, the accuracy that he threw them with. And th- these are long balls and they don't, it wasn't Harbour Bridge style. They were like straight Ooh. as a die. They're, far, they're powerful. Yeah, they're fast, so powerful. straight passes. Like He's always had that ability, the troll has. To throw, he's so skillful, and even like his brother Shaq. I remember playing because yeah. I played under 18s with um Shaq as well and 20s. And we used to, we had like a play where off the kickoff, they would obviously hit him because he's got to charge back into him. And we'd have a winger like 15 meters away, he'd run to the middle of the field to throw a long ball to the winger, yeah, because the defense would squeeze in <laughs> line break off the kickoff. Like they've just they've they've got that talent in spades, those two. And I agree, like, I, I think that South. Premiership hopes right, right on Latrell, and yeah, he's. You just see the way, like he just turns it on there in the second half, and I thought Cody was awesome as well. And then the addition of like Cam Murray, so instrumental to that side as well, and you know bringing him on in the second half. I think after like ten minutes, and then South just they ran away with it once he was back on the field. They, they've got a huge three games coming yep. up South Sydney. I think they play Penrith Panthers, the Broncos. 
and then the Storm. I think they'll be looking at these three games. If they can get four points out of that, JD will be incredibly pleased. But let's have a listen to, to what our man Latrell said after the game when speaking to Triple M. Yeah, well, it's, it's easy to have fun when everyone's not talking about me, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, I just want to play footy and just be left alone. And um, at the end of the day, that's all I want to do is have fun and play footy and, um, yeah, and stop looking at me as a team sport. It's interesting him to say that. You know, I'm re- reading the comments about, you know, what Anthony Seabells is saying about Tommy Turbo over there at um, Manly. You know, these guys, especially Latrell and Tommy, they're big names in the game. So they're always going to be talked about no, no matter what they do. The best advice I could give them is don't listen to it. Turn up, train, play your game. Yeah. Don't listen to that. Well, you would have went through it in your career. It happens. Is you, that what you did? You just didn't listen to it? Man, I still don't have social media on my phone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best things I did. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. not happening on my phone. You would have been... You know, in South Sydney in, in 14, mm-hmm. yes, the Burgess boys, you know, jo- Johnny Sutton, players like that. But no doubt if you jumped in a time machine and gone back to t- 2014, people are talking, well, South Sydney need GI. Yeah, well, you just don't, like I said, it's easier said than done, but I was just one of those players that just said, look, I don't really want to listen to all that fuss. I don't care what the fuss is about, what's happening over there. I know what I've got to do. I know what I've got to do for this team. And I know what I've got to do to play the game the way I want to play. I'm pretty sure that's what these guys are trying to do. But the way social media is and the way media is about it, it's hard to escape it. I don't know. It's just do For think, me, for me, don't listen. Just get on with, with your job and what Latrell's trying to do. Yeah. Do you think Latrell, uh, he, he needs to almost, um, like not isolate himself, but just put himself in a... In a, in a South Sydney bubble and forget anything that's going on the outside and then he can just for, and they could be almost a situation where look we're, we're talking about him now as far as he's concerned and in, in, instruct the people around him say look just don't bring anything up and he doesn't he shuts all that out he, he's 80 minutes he does his media commitments like everybody else but he doesn't hear the opinion shows like this where we're talking about well South Sydney's hopes rest on him he doesn't need to hear that that's not going. It's not going to contribute to South Sydney winning or losing or him performing at his best. Whether or not he hears this show or whether he hears any other shows, he's just got to focus on himself. And it was great to hear him last night in a relaxed manner. Mm. Before that, he was talking about you know he was at the Easter show. He's got his cattle going on. I didn't understand like for me like <laughs> a, a cat. I was like he's into cows. Like this is you know. But he's so passionate about that, and it's great that he's got that. I think it's important that he's got that separate outlet to football as well so he can go to the farm mm. look at these cows measure them up you know he was talking about temperament of cows I'm like I didn't know cows had temperament <laughs> but like it's great that he's got this like this almost another life that he can go and be you know a different version of himself he can be real Rachel <clears throat> back home on the farm mm. Easter show walking around <laughs> with his steers <laughs> show cows and you know, you learn something every day. Jimmy learned something about cows. <laughs> I just thought all cows were like the same personality type, but <laughs> just, apparently not. <laughs> I think bulls get angry. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. Look, it, my, my, yeah, the way I handle it is I just don't listen to it. I know what, I, and this is what the coaches in that do. They get you ready for the game, right? They get you thing, focus on your week, your job at hand. And that's all that he should worry about is yeah. South Sydney, what he can bring to the team. 
Well, him and Jason Dimitri have got three huge games. I'm looking forward to Latrell mm-hmm. playing against those three teams in particular. He's in fine touch at the moment. So let's just take a quick break and we'll be back talking about the Dragons coaching race, Benny Hunt and the Queensland fullback. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Footy Talk, brought to you by the listener app at my old club, The Dragons. The coaching merry-go-round seems like it's going to be taking effect very soon. Um, Ben Hunt, staunch defender of his current coach, Anthony Griffin. Let's have a listen to what he had to say this week. He's been here for a couple of years now. We're building in a direction, I believe, is the right direction. And I think if you you take away your coach, you get bringing your coach in, then it's just going to start that whole cycle again. And to be honest, I probably don't have the time to start it all again. I'm getting to the back end now and... Um, yeah, I'm not really keen on starting fresh. Oh, look, you definitely have to think about it. And like you said, yeah, reassess maybe, but it's definitely not something that I've put much thought into at the moment. My biggest thing at the moment has just been trying to win games here at the moment, to be honest. Um, every day I come in here, I, I work real hard with our coaches and our players, and I just want to win games at the moment and, and not really worry about the future. Connor? Yeah, I said this to you before. Like The thing that is weird about it to me is the coach has been under pressure for the last couple of years, but last October, Ben Hunt re-signed. And I, I know he was trying to get, uh, I think, a clause in it to say, you know, if he's gone, then he can he can leave too. And he didn't in the end. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a weird one to say that when he just re-signed in October and the coach was under pressure, so he knew he could be going. Yeah, look, I love the fact that he's coming out and supporting his coach, but... Do it in a different manner. You know, we we, we know what's, he's been on the chopping board for a while now. Say behind closed doors, I just think it's a bit weird. But, you know, if you wind the clock back a few weeks ago, you had a few players already come out, come out and said they, well, two players was going there for Manly but didn't want to be there. And then, yeah. and then this happens. And then with the coach, I don't know what's going on down there behind the closed doors or, you know, with the board, with the meetings and, this one is another weird one that's up up in the air with it. So, you know, coming out and saying he's captain and, you know, the leader and the senior player saying he doesn't want to be there if they get a new coach. You know, that's that's four, four yeah, players. Yeah, look, I, I'm I, I'm supportive of Benny Hunt. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. I, I think his message is, is the right one. You want to see your club captain support your coach in tough times, in tough mm-hmm. moments and not look for the door and, and, and have the easy option. But... Ben Hunt never signed for Anthony Griffin. He, he signed under a different coach. That's why he came to the club. Obviously, he's got a, a great relationship with Hook. Some of the comments that he's made about you know, the club going in the, in the right direction, you speak to Dragons members and fans in the street, and I don't think they share that oh. that feeling with Ben Hunt. I don't think that they're sharing the feeling that the club is going in the right direction. You know, Last year, they were 12 and 12, uh, 50% win-loss ratio, which is good enough to get you into finals on a lot of years, but it didn't. And I think looking at their squad on paper, you know, are they where they should be? I think it's an incredibly talented group. (laughs) It doesn't look like they're playing to their potential at the moment. I I personally believe there's an over-reliance or an over-reliance on Ben Mm. to get them through games. And I, I don't know if other players are just sitting back and that's what they've been instructed to do. It's Benny Ball. There's certainly more in them. There's, so, there's more in Amone. There's more in Sullivan. There's more in Sloan. Um, I just, from, from my experiences being around the traps, I don't, I don't think people that support and follow the Red V 
do agree that the club's going in the right direction. And I guess your job as a player, it's you, you're not bigger than the club. You can't hold the club to ransom and say, well, if he goes, then I'm going to go. And look, Ben Hunt will be in a position that, say, if Anthony Griffin gets sacked, then he'll need to start again under a new coach or he'll need to go somewhere else, which will be, again, starting again. So it's a difficult one down there. I think the writing's on the wall for Hook. I think he's, I personally like him. I get I get on with him. I, I like what he's what what he's about. But with all this uh, all this noise around the the future and having to reapply for his job, I'd be gobsmacked if he's there in season twenty twenty four. Yeah, I love those. I love Benny Hunt and he's and Hook's relationship of going back since Broncos under twenties. Yeah, right. So it's a long time, and I love like I said, I love the way he come out and supported his coach. Probably would have done it in a better way, but. You know, it's um, <clears throat> well, like you touched on there, Jimmy. It's at the moment, it's not a really good look for them. And you know, the Dragons do have the talent; they do have the side to compete in all those games they've been playing. Gee, well, you were there at South Sydney when your premiership winning coach Michael Maguire got moved on. What was the the, the feeling amongst the, the playing group then? He he won South Sydney's first premiership in what was the the drought? Forty three years. Yeah, so <clears throat> mm. you know, you you all had a close connection to him, but then. And when the writing's on the wall, like as as a player, what were your emotions at that time? Again, we just went back to doing what we are there to do. It was train, so we go in there. We wasn't worried about the outside noise. Yeah, there may be, may have been a few other players that's been thinking about outside, which is all good. Like don't don't get me wrong, you can think about your future, but for me, we're there to do a job, and that's all I was worried about. With when it came down to it. And I was a bit shocked. I was a bit, you know, taken back by it. But that's not my domain. That's not my area. So would you, you, you were mm. saying that you'd put the club first and, well, and, you, and, you, and your mates that you're playing with first. And look, you want that relationship with your coach, but if he had to go, then... Yeah, I love Madge, you know, but I don't know what was going on. I'm not in those meetings with the coaches, with the board members, you know, with, with them. I'm not there making decisions on that and whether the club wanted to make a different pathway for for whoever was coming in over the next few years. You know, we, we obviously bought Madge back from Wigan, got us a premiership, but like you said, like 15, I think the way we ended 15 was pretty much the way that it all unfolded. Yeah. Connor, what are, what are your thoughts on what Ben had to say? Yeah, I like that he supported his coach, mm. but also, I don't know, as a if I was a player in his team and then he sort of said, if he goes, I could potentially go, I'd, be like, come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you're our, like our captain. You're here with us. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that's what where like my thoughts is. But obviously he's tight with Hook and, you know, he's shown his support and he's played with him for, for a long um, – or under him for a long period of time. But, yeah, if I was a player in the team and he sort of said he was going, I'd be like, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Ben Hunt. Like he's – He's so instrumental to that team. They win. He's the best player in the team. Yeah, that's that's how how it works for them. So mm. I think that for me, the the writing was on the wall for for Hawken. They they had a a couple of 50, uh, forty points put against them twice in a row. They have a a good victory at home that quietened quietened everything down for a little while. But then they go up to the Gold Coast. I actually thought they played well, but it's a results results based industry mm. we're in. They lost and then all the talk happens again. The only way that Ben Hunt and the Dragons can stop this noise about Anthony Griffin win. is win. Win games. Win games. That's it. There's your solution to the 
potential problem of Anthony Griffin moving on. But like I say, I think the writing's been on the wall for a while now. Um, it's not me. I don't like seeing coaches go through this, but it's part of the industry that we're in. And this story, I don't think will be going away. We'll be talking about this for a long time into this year. Till the end of the year. Yeah. Well, the writing's on, like, like, you, like we keep talking about, but what a... So he's coming home and he's got his wife and kids at home. They're thinking, when's this going to happen? When, when are we moving? What, what's going to happen? So, you know, coaches are people too. Yeah. You know, well, like you said, I don't like seeing it. Always coming down on, on coaches, always coming down on players who's been around. Look, and just, yeah, I just want to know what, how's he feeling and hope he's doing okay when he goes home and his family environment's all right. Yeah. So. Well, well, I, I think Hook, he, he knows that, his coaching future's on the line. He'd want to prove these doubters wrong, mm. get his team into the eight, and then say, well, look, you've you've sacked me. I've got into the eight. Look what I've done. And then that's uh, that's showing the market what he's what he's actually capable of doing. So, you know, it all is not lost for Anthony Griffin and yep. his NRL coaching career. But with Origin just around the corner, GI, everyone's starting to get excited, naming potential teams. I'd pick this player there. The merry-go-round, the jigsaw. How do we fit all these superstar players into New South Wales, into Queensland? I think one of the most positions of debate would be the Queensland fullback role. With obviously with Ponga being away and and nursing this or coming managing this comeback from concussion. Reese Walsh in dynamite form. Same with the hammer. Where where do you think Queensland fullback? Who's going to be wearing the number one? Come Origin one. It's a you pick Walsh there, wouldn't you? The way he's been playing, the Hammers undeniable freakish talent. The way you know, he's, what is he? Twenty one, young, yeah. young. He played his Origin last year. Um, you know, played that game, <clears throat> done tremendously well. You can pick either all of them if Pong is out. You can pick either all. And what would you look at for the fourteen on the bench? But P- these, these Pongu guys, was man of the match in mm, in the in game three decider last year. Yeah, if he's not fit enough, who, who would you pick? All right, well, I want to I want to ask you. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, don't don't you deflect hey, us hey, yet? Hey, hey. We're, right, Ponga's back. He's fit. Where are we going? Where, where's who's GI putting in the number? Oh, uh, you keep Ponga back there. Keep Ponga. Yeah, you keep him back there. Even though he's been playing five eight for his club. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave Ponga there. Leave, leave him at one. And if he's not, if he's not Walsh. Yeah, yeah, Walsh. I think the one thing that's keeping Walsh is his ball playing skill and his kicking ability at the back. Um, Hammer's just starting to get that craft into him as a playing five eight, uh, playing fullback. But yeah, I'll put Walsh just to snip it ahead and see where Hammer goes with that. Connor, yeah, I I agree with you, Greg. I think it just depends how Kalen goes in the next couple of weeks too, right? Like if yeah. he if he doesn't play well or he's struggling with fitness, then I think Walsh at the moment, and it's because of his ball playing ability, mm. his ability to set other people up at the moment for the Broncos is sort of what sets him apart. And, and Hammer's been unbelievable. He's been so good this year. But I think like you could even play Hammer in the centers or on the wing. Like he's done that in Origin before where, where he's filled in that spot. Yeah, if Kalen's the fullback, I think you play Walsh off the bench. I think he's got enough X factor. He looks like he can defend too. Well, th- this is going to be my point. I think, you know, you- you're talking about the attacking traits of Walsh. Is that what Queensland need with Munster, with Cherry Evans, with Harry Grant coming off the bench? Because Harry Grant will be on the bench as well. Ben Hunt will likely start at nine. Can you afford to carry 
Walsh and Grant. So that's a question for Ooh. Billy Slater. And then I just think when, if you look defensively on the line, who's more likely to save a try? Reese Walsh or the Hammer? I'm thinking the Hammer just for that. I don't think Queensland looking at the makeup of their squad, I don't think they're looking at it and going, we need Reese Walsh's attacking ability because we've already got it in bucket loads. I think they'd be looking at it and going, we need the best defensive minded fullback. <laughs> Do you have an opinion on who's better? Because like, I, I haven't watched them closely enough to actually be like, well, I haven't, and I haven't noticed it in either of them that they're not good defenders there. So. Well, well so, sometimes as well, Connor, like if you, if you look at the Brisbane Broncos, he's not been asked that many questions because they've been dominating games. So, but the hammer has, I, I'd maybe look at it like that. So really, if Queensland are going to win, they're not, they're not going to be winning the way Brisbane have been winning. It's going to be that grind. And then a little bit of attacking brilliance from a Munster or Grant, Harry Grant off the bench, Cherry Evans show and go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm forecasting it being more of that grind style game. And I don't know if the way Brisbane have played would ha- will help Reese Walsh at the moment. I think that's what probably goes against him. That's why if Pong is out, I'd go with the hammer. And I'd even say, even if Pong is back in, I'd be looking at perhaps having the hammer. On the bench? No, oh, ha- hammer at number one. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. That's my justification yeah. for it. That's where the thought process is. It's not just like, oh, I'll pick the hammer because I want to. It, there, there's the re- the reason and the yeah. rationale. Look, I think well, the way Queensland's been doing it, um, picking their sides, especially coming up to game one, they will stick to what we know what's working for Pick us. and stick, yeah. So Pick and pop, stick, pong what is we it, have yeah. been, yeah. And then, obviously, the coaches in Queensland will be looking at different options if it doesn't pan out in game two. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny this. Like, so, <laughs> Billy Slater, whatever he does, it's either going to be genius or it's going to be just, oh, what what was he thinking? Mm. So, if Queensland go out and win, it'll be the best decision ever. He'll back Ponga, back Walsh, back the Hammer. If they lose, it's like, what what are you doing? Yeah. How, did, you. How, didn't you, how didn't you predict this coming? So, who'd be a coach, eh? It's a good problem to have, though, oh, for man, Queensland. Absolutely. Because if you, like a couple of years ago, it was like when when they won the series, but they were calling them the worst team ever, it seemed as though Queensland was thin on players. But now it's just got bucket loads. Well, well even uh, Val Holmes could go in there. Yeah. Like, they've got plenty of options up their sleeve. It's it's exciting. Origin isn't too far away. I know the build-up and these conversations are going to continue as the season marches on. But we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>